0: Welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our History Show, we are featuring April 5th to April 11th, along with two more Medal of Honor stories. Yes. And these Medal of Honor stories keep getting, I don't want to, they just, they're they're better. Yeah. Interesting and more. It's it's, it's amazing because like the stories like you think all oh, well, we found a couple good ones in the beginning they'll sort of like taper off yeah. a little bit, and they haven't they're just all whew, just unbelievable they are they're fantastic
1: yep all right so we're gonna to go to april 5th 1806 isaac quintard of stanfield connecticut receives a u.s patent for his apple cider and bark mill
0: <laughs> apple you like
1: apple cider i love
0: apple cider you do yeah I, the kinds with booze and yeah. the kinds without booze. Oh, I like both. Okay. I like both.
1: I I do like both, but I can only have a very little cuz it just makes me shit <laughs> instantly. I don't know what it is. And some of those taste really good
0: though, yeah. like the, the cider beers. Yeah. But yeah, it's, oh. I like doing in the fall. I like doing um like he like doing uh, warm apple <clears throat> cider in the pot. Mm. You just put it in the pot and let, yeah. it, let it get warm. And you add some Captain Morgan to it. Mm. Oh, Dude, it's so good. So I crock pot all the time. Oh, yeah. I have yet to do that. Dude. That is my next. Warm apple cider, man. I'm telling you. Do it in the fall when the weather Captain starts Morgan? to turn. Yeah. Oh, warm man. apple cider and Captain Morgan. It's so good. It sounds so good. It's so good. Like, it's, it's, you, you, you're going to be mad when you try it for the first time. Yeah. You're be like, oh my God, I've, I've missed this. I think I'd be able Over to hold years that down, maybe. Because I've never had it warm. Yeah. You think it's, it makes a difference? it's It makes it a little smoother. It doesn't mm-hmm. have, like, quite that yeah. acidic bite to it, but, oh, dude, it's so good. So, so yeah, he got the it.
1: patent for, um, some apple cider. Wow.
0: Cheers to that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, April 6th. 1896. <clears throat> uh, after a break of 1,500 years, the first Olympic... The first Olympics of the modern era was held in Athens, Greece. Mm. Welcome back. Well, the Olympics used to be a huge thing. <clears throat> yes. You know, um, and then apparently it fell off for 1,500 years. Wow. Like, did they just... Right. Well, let's just... Eh, fuck let's it. just stop for a while. Fuck it. <laughs> and then we'll... Uh... We'll come back at some point, right? <laughs> Fifteen hundred years later. It's crazy. I did, I guess I just didn't realize that there was such a gap. I didn't. either. Like, I knew that it stopped for a while, but I I didn't know that it was. Yeah. You know. And even the four year gap over in between. almost two millennia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you watch the Olympics? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I get summer in, in summer and winter and winter. Oh yeah, I'm hardcore about it too. Yeah, I like into sports that I didn't even know were sports. Oh yeah, I'm in it. Water polo, It's... Uh, <coughs> curling. Dude, I don't care what it is. If the USA is in it, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's go.
1: So when you watch these like different sports that you really never play, do you feel like you want to get out there and like play it? Like yeah. curling. I mean, there's, there's a curling club up. in Rochester. My aunt is in one, and she wants people to join. I'm in. You want We're to sure. do a one drink? Fuck yeah, dude! Curling, curling. I think it's every Tuesday night or we something. We can like, like decorate that? the rock with our logo on oh, it. Oh yeah, get a custom. Yeah, so her and my uncle do it, and they're looking for people to join. That's amazing. I'm in, dude. Curling, curling. I mean, the older you get, what I if can't. We made it to the Olympics. I mean, that could be a personal goal. Can you imagine one drink in the Olympics. Whew, man, I'd be probably be sixty by then. <laughs> It's okay though. It's curling. Here. It's <laughs> yeah, shuffle. Yeah, but once I get down, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, Oliver, uh, uh, you help uh, me up." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, but yeah, I I watch I mean, him a little bit, but um, it's cool that golf's in it now. So, yeah, that is pretty cool. But I think I'm the only like one percent of people that watch golf in the United States, so. probably. Yeah, you and all the seven year old <laughs> men around the world. Yeah, yeah. So. Me and my boys, you know, we're excited about the Olympics. hmm We're going to go to April 7th, 1891. Nebraska introduces eight-hour work days. It's better than 10. It is better 12. than 10. I feel bad for the uh, people that have to work 10 or 12. Right. Because those two extra hours... Dude, 12 is a lot, man. It's long. 12 is a lot. Wow. So, um, one of the first businesses to implement this was the Ford Motor Company in 1914, which not only cut the standard workday to eight hours, but also doubled their wages pay in the process. Because <sighs> Ford was getting huge back then. Oh, you yeah. Know, the factories. Yeah. And and they had the assembly line. And yeah. And they, they were just like, all right, eight-hour days, punch in, punch out. So, yeah. And we'll pay you more. I like it. Pretty I'd good. On <laughs> there too. 100%. 100%. I'd
0: have been in it. Yeah. So the eight hour work week. I like it. I don't know when the 10 hour, I'm sh- I'm sure there's... Before, there was no standards for it. Yeah, it was just like you come just, to work and right. just work. We just tell you when you're going to go. Oh, God. Fuck that. No thanks. It's like working in the restaurant business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So April 9th, uh, 1865. After over 500,000 American deaths, the Civil War effectively, effectively ended as General Robert E. Lee surrendered to General, General Ulysses S. Grant in the village of Appomattox, the village of Appomattox, I like it, uh, County Courthouse. Um, the surrender occurred in the home of Wilmer McLean. Uh, terms of the surrender written by General Grant allowed Confederates to keep their houses and return home, or keep their horses and return home. Nice. Officers were allowed to keep their swords and sidearms. Nice. Yeah. We won again. Sorry. It's awesome.
1: Suckers. <laughs> April 8th, 1766, the first fire-escaped patent. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: Um, it was made out of a wicker basket and a pulley and chain. Yeah. You know, so I mean
0: simple. So you sit in the basket and lower <laughs> yourself down? Yeah. In a wicker basket. <laughs> in a wicker basket. <laughs> in a wicker basket. Because so, those aren't prone to light to catch fire.
1: No. Or fall apart if you're big enough. Right. Depending on how big the basket right. is. You know what happens to
0: wicker when it gets wet? Oh, yeah. It it's gets gross in the Can you imagine? Know, oh, my God, my life is saved. You sit in yeah. the basket, and you fall out the bottom.
1: Son of a son b- of a bitch. So, have you ever been at, like, an apartment complex with those stairs? On, you know, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever climbed down one of those? Oh, yeah. The yeah. fire escapes? Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. I did once, and it was, you yeah. know, me being sketchy. It's scared. sketchy. It's definitely sketchy. It's sketchy. I, I mean, it's Safer
0: than a wicker basket, but barely. They're steep. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, and some of them are just little ladders that go in between the levels too. They're not even yeah. steps, and they're like small. Yeah, to like, and I'm a small dude, so it's like hard to shimmy down that Yeah, yeah. Then you just keep going like around and around and around. Yeah. Oh, sketchy. Eh. They're definitely sketchy for sure.
1: But yeah, I definitely went down one of those, and not not because it was a fire, just because you know, boson. Let me try the fire escape and never been down it oh, would be
0: super cool. Yeah. Been there. It wasn't really that cool. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Yes. First Medal of Honor story. Let's do it. So this week, mine is going to go to Private First Class Harold C. Egerholm mm-hmm. of the United States Navy uh, during World War II. <sighs> 7th July 1944, when the enemy launched a fierce, determined counterstrike attack <clears throat> against um, U.S. positions um, and overran a neighboring artillery battalion, Private First Class... Um, I'm just going to say Private First Class Harold because his last name yeah. is tough to say, and I'm going to butcher it. That's how mine is. Um, PFC Harold um, <clears throat> immediately volunteered to assist in the efforts to check uh, the hostile attack and evacuate the wounded. Uh, locating and appropriating an abandoned ambulance jeep so it means he stole it. Yep. Or hotwired it or what appropriated yeah. appropriated. I like yeah, sure. that. So he found it old he found an abandoned ambulance jeep and he hotwired it. That's they should have just said that. Uh. It sounds way way more badass. Uh, he repeatedly made uh, extremely <laughs> perilous trips under heavy rifle and mortar fire and single-handedly loaded and evacuated approximately 45 casualties. So with the military, it's always it's always that you know no man left behind oh, yeah. mentality for sure. Whether you're alive or you're dead, mm-hmm. they don't leave you. Yeah. And bringing these guys back home, even if it's just their bodies for their families, is a huge oh, yeah. thing. So that's what this guy was doing. Uh, so he worked tirelessly and with utter disregard for his own safety during the grueling period of more than three hours. Wow! Uh, despite intense, persistent enemy fire, he ran out. Uh, to aid two who, two more men whom he believed to be wounded Marines, but was himself uh, mortally wounded by a Japanese sniper uh, oh. while carrying out his hazardous mission. Uh, PFC Edgar Holmes. Brilliant initiative, great personal valor, and self-sacrificing efforts in the face of almost certain death reflect the highest credit upon himself and the U.S. Naval Service. He gallantly gave his life for his country. Yeah. So this guy, for three, for over three hours, was just going in and out of hostile, yeah. of this bullets, mortars, just collecting the casualties. Yeah. So I believe I saw
1: a movie... About this, <clears throat> I don't know if it was based on him specifically, but it was a movie about a guy. He was, um, you know, a soldier, and he went over there, and he would go into. He was like a nurse or a, a medic, kind of. The movie, right? Um, and he would go and retrieve the bodies, and that was his job. That's crazy. It's
0: it's crazy to me because, yeah. like, uh, I get it too. Like, you want to? I would. I would want somebody to bring me home yes. to my family too. You yes. know what I mean? But dude, just uh, giving There's, giving yourself giving up your life so that the families can yeah. have their loved ones—that's yeah. it's huge. It's an amazing. It's yeah. I, can't, I mean I don't even know. And that's a
1: perspective of say. the war that I never even thought of. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, you know, you're thinking gunfire and this and that, and you know, yeah. battling while he's you know doing mm-hmm. you know the. a a great thing as well yeah
0: but you know it's not right it's totally a a different sort of yeah helpful it's wow it's amazing good story yep so we're gonna go to maximo yobbs maximo you know the name maximo you knew he was destined for greatness guy's name is maximo he's a badass (laughs) gotta be first
1: sergeant vietnam war u.s army Early in the morning, companies suddenly came under intense automatic weapons and mortar fire, followed by a battalion-sized assault on three sides. Penetrating the defense defensive perimeter, the enemy advanced on the company command post bunker. The command post received increasingly heavy fire and was in danger of being overwhelmed. When several enemy grenades landed within the command post, Sergeant Yab shouted a warning and used his body as a shield to protect others in the bunker. Although painfully wounded by the numerous grenade fragments and despite the vicious enemy fire on the bunker, he remained there to provide cover <clears throat> covering fire and enabled others in the command
0: group to relocate. So so him and his boys are in a bunker. Yeah. Getting attacked from every direction. Grenades are just big Grenades are
1: just landing. Yeah. He uses himself as a meat shield. Yep. To just protect the people.
0: Doesn't die. Not yet. And then yeah. starts
1: shooting back. Yes.
0: Jesus. Maximo. Maximo. I mean, say no more. <laughs> that's,
1: seriously, say no right. more. <laughs> Alright, uh, so when the command when the command group reached its new position, Sergeant Yavs moved through the withering hail of enemy fire in another bunker fifty meters away. There he secured a grenade launcher from a fallen comrade and fired point blank into the attacking Viet Cong, stopping further penetration of the perimeter. Noting two wounded men helpless in a fire-swept area, he moved them to a safer position where they could be given medical treatment. So he's so not only did
0: he make himself into a meat shield, yes, and survived, yeah. and then provided more cover fire, yes, and he dipped to, to another, another bunker, yep, where he saw two wounded men, picked up a grenade launcher, yep, fired him at the, yeah, Jesus, and then saved the two wounded right men. Then he's still saving these two guys. Right. Jesus Christ, Maximo,
1: Maximo. He resumed his accurate and effective fire, killing several enemy soldiers and forcing others to withdraw from the vicinity of the command post. As the battle continued, he observed an enemy machine gun within the perimeter, which threatened the whole position. On his own, he dashed across the exposed area, assaulted the machine gun, killed the crew, destroyed the weapons, and fell mortally wounded. Sergeant Yob's valiant and selfless actions saved the lives of many fellow soldiers and inspired his comrades to effectively uh, repel the enemy assault. His indomitable fighting spirit, extraordinary courage at the cost of his life are the highest military traditions and reflect great credit upon himself and the armed forces of the country. Wow. Ma- wow. Maximo. Maximo. That's it. That's it. I mean, that dude... Grenades, launched, saves two men all by being wounded. Right. Sees a machine gun that's going to potentially, you know, take right. out his whole crew. Dips again. Goes, smashes it. Takes out the machine gun, the the uh, the uh, opponents or whatever, and, you know, then he finally fell to his, um, passed away. But, I mean, come
0: on. Dude, that's, that's just... I don't even... I can't. All you can say is Maximo. Maximo. He was. He
1: was the man. Maximo. Holy cow! So yes, crazy. Those are our Medal of Honor stories. And
0: thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. Yep, absolutely. To that, those past, present, future. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yep. And, hey, I tell you, we're just going to keep on rolling with this list. I mean, God. We get I mean, yours thing. was great. Different perspective. Right. I mean, this one's crazy yeah. in its own right. It's just... just yeah. These guys are unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. History, baby. Yep. History. Anyways, guys, don't forget, you can check out all these history <clears throat> shows every Monday. You can check out our full-length shows every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on YouTube and all major platforms. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Including iHeart, Apple... We're everywhere, and a whole lot. Yep, everywhere, we're everywhere. Uh, like and subscribe uh, to our Facebook and YouTube page. Uh, both at One Drink Podcast. <clears throat> yes. And until next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> All right, Ryan's here. Mother, fucking, maximal, maximal, bro. Mac, that was that story.